Today's episode of the Dude Catholic Podcast is brought to you by scapulars.com. When you want to wear a scapular that feels more like the armor of God and less like an act of penance, go to scapulars.com and enter code DUDE upon checkout. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with our guest and main host of the day, Steve Caracas, who is a man who leads pilgrimages as a pilgrimage leader was told by the Egyptians that there are no crocodiles in their country. I think they're in denial. (laughs) Gets worse and worse every time. Why am I like this? Anyway, let's get going. Let's let's get this special edition of the dude catholic podcast on the road now we don't often have guests in the in the podcast but but someone reached out to me and they mentioned something that i'm rather fond of you know we're really here to talk about the scapular um but first of all we got to know who you are so so let's let's get a quick little intro who is who is steve Sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, uh, Adrian. This is awesome. Um, so I started off um, seeking adventure in life. Um, I became a pilot in college. Uh, I was looking to travel, travel the world. Um, I ended up at, at uh, age 19 in Alaska um, in the summer times to work on the ships in the Bering Sea um, in order to make enough money to pay for flight school. And it was at that time that I thought to myself, you know, people, people die out here every, every year. So this is dangerous stuff. I need to, I need divine protection um, out here out at sea. And so that's when I started wearing the scapular. Um, I actually had one as a child. I got it first communion. And of course it broke within a week because I was probably climbing a tree or something, but you know, I, I got another one and I, I kept it with me, but I wore that. I put it on when I went on the ship. And, um, and then kept, I've been wearing it ever since. And, and of course, new ones as they break, but um, that was the beginning of me wearing the scapular. Uh, and went on to uh, become a high school teacher uh, for seven years. Uh, things were tough with, uh, world, with, the, um, with the world at the time. The airlines were going out of business and there was no work. So I thought I'll just become a high school teacher and, um, and, and share this adventure of life an adventure of Catholicism with my students. And I started taking them to the World Youth Day events around the world, just to show them, to open their eyes to the universality of the church, to see that this is more than their parish, more than their family, more than their community. It's the whole world. And so this was a really eye-opening experience. And and other schools and parishes started asking me, hey, can you take our kids? It's such a great experience for your your kids, your students. Um, And they have such transformational experiences. We want that for our, our students, our kids. So um, that's how the pilgrimage got, pilgrimages got started. And out of that experience of teaching for seven years, um, I launched uh, JMJ Youth Pilgrimages, which is now, you know, we take, for example, to the next World Youth Day in Lisbon, we'll probably take two or 3,000 people from all over the world. And we, we organize that not as one group, but as many smaller groups. Um, and with uh, the leadership that we've, we've trained ourselves um, through an immersion training program, 
to guide them through the experience of World Youth Day so that they can you know, basically teach them how to hope, open their hearts to the grace of God so that it can be transformational for them rather than just getting lost in the, the bigness of World Youth Day. So um, that's kind of the, um, the, the pilgrimage side. Over all those years of traveling, um, you know, and, and now um, I met my wife at a World Youth Day in Denver right after college. Nice. And uh, we got married eight months later and we have nine children. And uh, so it's been a life of abundance <laughs> ever since, ever since we met. Um, not necessarily an abundance of money, but an abundance of love and of, uh, of life. Absolutely. So we, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So we, we've had many scapulars over the years. Our kids have worn them. I've worn them, my wife. Um, and of course, they, they break all the time. And I've, I've been complaining for 20 years about poor quality scapulars, I kept asking people, hey, can you make a good one, please? I mean, <laughs> something that won't break and something that, you know, isn't uncomfortable or something that doesn't ride up, you know, just mm-hmm. make a good one. And uh, and everyone said, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, but they never did it. So after all those years of complaining, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And uh, so I started from, uh, from scratch and I thought, you know, how can we solve all these problems with the brown scapular? And so we found ways to, to, deal with all the questions and maybe we can get into that as we we move forward but that's kind of a little bit about me and my background awesome question why stop at nine kids <laughs> well that that's a you have to ask god this is a guy with three who can barely handle it <laughs> <laughs> but i tell people when people ask they say um nine kids i say yeah we have nine children but we're not crazy like those people with 10 those people are nuts i know right <laughs> um Man, there's this comedian who said something, uh, something about having five kids. And then he said, well, people ask, what is it like having five kids? And I said, well, imagine drowning. And then someone throws you a baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nine. You know, after, but after the eighth one, you know. It's, <laughs> I figure it's, after the third one. <laughs> You know, and the, and the thing is, like, it's it's a it's an audio podcast, but Steve has all his hair. <laughs> he actually is more California than the Dude Catholic podcast. That I mean, he's got like the surfer hair, you know, like all of it too. I'm a little jealous. I've been losing my hair recently. It's thinning out. Uh, I was wearing a beanie <laughs> at the beginning of this Zoom because I wanted to, you know, hide that. But eh, it is what it is. You know, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's in my genes, I suppose. Um, I, have, I have some hair, but it, you can see it's turning gray here. So a lot of wisdom in there. See that? Wisdom? There you go. Yeah, it only it only adds to the charm. That's that's <laughs> it. No, and that's and that's very cool. I mean, we can go in many directions. We were actually talking about this earlier when I mentioned that that I, I carry a scapular in my pocket because um, my rosary got kind of I don't know it's kind of bulky because I keep everything in my pockets, and so um, so the scapular actually is is really nice. <laughs> it's really nice to carry because when I put it on it rides up on me and it's kind of annoying at times. Like it, it goes on one side, like both ends of the scapular end up like on my left shoulder and it's just annoying. And sometimes it's like having a tag, you know, like I'm so grateful that they stop, um, they stop putting tags on shirts. They just print them. I only buy those because the tag annoys me. I'm like, I'm, I have ADD as it is, you know? And so whenever something else is distracting me, I can only think of that thing, which is distracting me. And so whether it's that tag or a scapular scratching my back or something, like I, I won't function well as a, as a person trying to pretend that they're an adult, you know? Um, 
I don't do well. So there's even some dirty shirts. I, you know what? This is ridiculous that I'm even bringing this up. But instead of, they print the tag, but then it has a tag on the side anyway. I think I'm touching it right now. <laughs> and I and I feel it. And then it just, <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm like, what's the point? Like, why are you pretending that you're helping me when you're not? <laughs> and so that is a good transition to ask. So what, what, what's the deal with these scapulars? What makes them different? Sure. So um, a couple of the problems. One of the big problems is that um, they they break all the time. Second problem is that they're uncomfortable, that the wool is kind of scratchy. Yeah. Um, third one is that they kind of ride up. And um, and so in order to, to deal with all those things, I, I did several um, designs. I sketched out several ways in order to to make the design in such a way that it wouldn't um, it, the stitching wouldn't come off, first of all. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, there, there's a special way in which we take the wool. Now, the other problem was with the wool. It's too, typically it's uncomfortable. People complain. They're like, well, it's kind of irritating and, and scratchy. And um, and then other people say, well, it's a sacrifice and you ought to just suck it up and offer it up to God, you know, small sacrifice. <laughs> I know a couple of people that would say that. <laughs> they're pretending that it's a hair shirt um, because hair shirts are uncomfortable and they're supposed to be a penance. But scapulars are not hair shirts, and we can get into that in just a little bit. I want but to. What I, what I did was I took uh, the finest wool in the world, which is merino wool from the merino sheep. Um, these are from Australia. And so it's a very soft, um, very comfortable wool. Uh, it's 100% wool. It's, it totally fulfills the requirement of a wool brown scapular, um, but it's, it's comfortable. It's like t-shirt material. And so um, that takes care of the itchy problem. Um, and so then we we opened the whole thing up a bit. We made the wool twice as wide, and we put the uh, we took some really strong American-made paracord, and uh, and put the cords all the way inside. Fold the wool over, and then stitch like crazy all the way around it, so that you know it doesn't matter. These things are not going to break. I'm I'm still wearing the prototype from years ago, and you know it's in great shape. Nice. Um, so that's that's the uh, the the issue with the the feeling of the wool and also of the, the stitching and the, the cord breaking and stuff like that. So the third thing is that a lot of people like to wear a metal on the scapular so it doesn't get tangled with other things on their neck mm, and it secret. rides up, right? So what I did was I took both ends of it and figured out a way to create a pocket on each end no of the scapular. So you can stick in a metal um, on this, let's say, you know, both ends, but if you stick it on this end, it actually weights it down and holds it in place in uh, so that it's it's down here in front um, versus riding up and going all over the place. Um, and it also then takes away the the metal on the cord, which actually um, wears through the cord. So you just stick them right inside. Look at that. That's that's ingenious right there. See, I was I was looking at this scapular right here that was in my pocket, and I noticed it had a bunch of knots. And when you mentioned that thing about the paracord, I'm like, look at that. That solves that other issue, you know, with carrying it in your pocket. I mean, that's the one that I wouldn't want to carry in my pocket now that I know all this, you know. So the the Dude Catholic podcast, the listeners for that I've been listening for a while know that it started with uh, with myself and my brother before he uh, before he became a sheriff uh, deputy in the undisclosed department in Los Angeles. Um, he's not MIA, but he only comes every once in a while now to the podcast. And I've been thinking about getting him something, but if I get him the paracord rosary that I have, it's too bulky. Um, but if I get him a scapular, that may that may work. And yeah, I can put a St. Michael um, medal in there and it won't it won't be much of a problem. I don't know if they'll let him wear it, but 
if it's under the uniform, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, it should be. I mean, it should be, should be fine. Um, I know a lot of police officers and firemen and others who wear them military. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't know that basically if you're Jewish, if you're a Muslim, if you're Christian, you, you can all have a devotion to St. Michael, you know, and, and if you're in law enforcement, firefighting or whatever, like there's, there's all sorts of faiths that actually um, believe in the same stuff that we believe, not entirely, but at least there's, there's this much, you know, like the, the children of Abraham can agree on, we worship the God of Abraham. We, uh, we have this dude named St. Michael and he's just kind of a, he's kind of a badass and he protects us, you know, when we're doing the dangerous stuff of life. Right. That's another thing, you know, I want, I want to get into the, uh, into, into what the, the knowledge that you have about the scapular, like, where does it come from? Like, why the scapular? You know, sure. like, why the scapular? Why not the rosary? Why, why, why not any other devotion, a prayer card or anything? Like, you mentioned, you mentioned that specifically in your story. I, I was paying attention. I know, I know I mentioned that I, that I get distracted easily, but, but I was paying attention to that. And I, I don't know if you can dive in a little bit more into that. Like, why did you choose that and not the rosary or any other devotion? Sure. Oh, yeah. And, and I would never say that I chose this and not the rosary because the rosary and the scapula, they go hand in hand. Uh, they, they are inseparable. The, the, this rosary is our weapon and the scapular is our shield. Mm. It's a fine protection. So you, you don't go to battle without both of them, right? These are, these are, these, these are, and, and I'll talk about that as well in Fatima, how our lady talked about both devotions. But so this, the scapular itself comes from a time in the Middle Ages at the same time frame that the rosary comes from, uh, with, with through St. Dominic, the, the scapular come, came through St. Simon Stock. Uh, he was in charge. He was a father, a general of the uh, Carmelite order. And he was, they had to move their order out of the Holy Land because of the, um, uh, the problems with the, uh, the post-crusade or, or mid-crusade um, issues with the Muslims over there. Um, and so they, they moved to England. We lost, in case you didn't know, guys. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> we, we held the, the territory for a century, then we lost it. There we go. We, we did our best. <laughs> yeah. So the, they were on Mount Carmel, but they had to leave. And so they moved to England um, and they were given a chunk of land uh, from one of the nobles there. And there were a lot of people in Europe thinking, we don't need another order. There's a lot of new orders and a lot of great orders. We don't need these Carmelites. And they look like Bedouins. They have this striped uniform. And um, so he was praying for divine protection. And he told the Blessed Mother, we will give we complete loyalty. We will dedicate ourselves to you and give you complete loyalty in exchange for your protection. We're asking for a special privilege, a special protection. And he wrote the Flos Carmeli prayer, which is something that is prayed every day by the Carmelites, even, even to this day. And it's a beautiful prayer to Our Lady. And, and Our Lady in response appeared to him and gave him the brown scapular saying, take this as the scapular of your order. And, and um, it'll be a sign of protection. And whoever wears, whoever dies wearing the scapula shall not suffer eternal fire. And so it was this huge promise of protection in life and in death. And he took this as the scapula of the order. And this is something that they still wear today. But if you notice the religious orders, they wear a scapula. It, it goes over the shoulders and goes all the way down the front, all the way down the back. Yeah. And it rests on the scapular bone, which is why it's called a scapula. And, and so, and they still wear the religious scapula. 
um, communities would build around the monasteries and around the orders in those days, and uh, the local community would take on some of the spirituality of that particular order. And sometimes it would take on part of the habit to show their uh, affiliation with that with that charism or that spirituality. And so what they did was some of the uh, the scapulars, they would cut off little pieces of the larger scapulars and turn them into little tiny rectangular pieces, attach them with cords, and then the lay people would wear those as a part of that habit. So it's a miniature of the Carmelite habit is what it is. Nice. And in order to, to receive the graces of the scapular, you must be enrolled in the scapular as if you're receiving the habit. And it's a small prayer, short prayer. You can find it online. Um, and, and a priest or a deacon can enroll any faith, any of the faithful after first Holy Communion in the scapular. And after that point, you never have to be enrolled again. You just mm -hmm. have to get another scapular and put it on. So the Holy Fathers over time um, extended that privilege of wearing that to the laity, not just to the third order Carmelites, but to all the faithful, everyone. And it became a very popular devotion. Um, and then um, over time, so the question is, okay, what, how does this work, right? Does it, you know, and I tell people, it's not a get out of hell free card. The scapular oh, man. will not save you, right? <laughs> Only Jesus will save you. Only God will save you. So, but the question is, well, then what, what is the grace? How does it work? And um, this comes from um, a very classical understanding of the uh, Old Testament um, suzerain vassal treaties, where there is a, a strong party and a weak party. And in this case, the strong party is God and the weak party is us. And you know, right. in the Old Testament, it's God comes and says and gives his credentials. I am the Lord, your God. I brought you out of Egypt. I saved you. And then he gives them a task. He says, you know, be faithful to me and I will, I will, you know, raise you up. I will save you. Um, and so, and, and as long as we're faithful to our part of the deal, God is always faithful to his part of the deal. And so when it comes to the scapular, St. Simon promised Our Lady complete loyalty, which would, would, would have us remain close to her son and the sacraments, that we would remain in a state of grace. And in response, she would give us divine protection by wearing the scapular in life and in death. And so, the, you know, then, then the question comes, well, does the burden fall all back on our shoulders? It's not, you know, really doing much for us. But that's I was going to say, so what's the use of wearing the scapular? So here's the, here's the kicker, is that um, by wearing the scapular, God gives us actual grace. An actual grace is a way for us to, um, to remain in the grace of God, in sanctifying grace. And that's the same thing with, uh, you know, wearing a cross around your neck or putting those holy images, you know, in your house. It's, these, these bring actual grace. They help us. So not only does God hold up hidden at his end of the bargain, he helps us hold up our end of the bargain. We wear that scapula there. He gives us actual grace, and he's helping us do our part. So there, there's two parts to it, and God is doing part of both of them. Nice. You know, when you were saying that, I thought about all the different things I have in my class, all the, in my class. I used to have it in my classroom when I was a Catholic school teacher. Um, but all the stuff that I have in my house, you know, I can't really be yelling at my kids while I'm looking at a crucifix, you know. <laughs> so that actually gives me grace without me even trying because it's right there. You know, I can't I can't really behave in certain ways. I cannot I can't think in certain ways, even if I feel the scapular on me, you know, maybe, maybe that was one of the original reasons why I was supposed to have wool, you know, so you kind of itchy, you're like, Oh, when I get the itch to do something, there's something else itching that reminds me not to scratch that other itch, you know, and 
enough enough dad puns already i wanted to ask it's a dumb question that occurred to me while you were saying all this stuff because i know i know that the uh the scapular was a an actual gift do we still have that scapular anywhere from our lady oh so what to the one given to saint simon stock yes um that is a good question ah a good question indeed in fact it's such a good question that we're going to save it for the next installment of the Dude Catholic Podcast. So join us next time as we continue to speak to Mr. Steve Karakis of scapulars.com. And in the meantime, don't forget to go to scapulars.com and enter code DUDE upon checkout so you can get a nice little discount on the best scapular you're ever going to wear. All right, that's pretty much it. See you next time. Cue the music. Who's in charge of the music? Oh, it's me.